podcast listeners. I'm Jill McCormick. And I'm Robin Wall. And welcome to Afraid Not. Episode number 59. So today we will be talking with Kayleen Browning, a really fantastic wife and mom and teacher. And she has some great wisdom to share with us. I am so excited. Kayleen is a longtime friend of mine. We used to teach together a long, long time ago. And she's a fantastic teacher. She's been a state finalist teacher of the year. She's a history teacher. She teaches language arts for fifth graders. Um, She and her husband, Mark, have three kids that are grown. And you're going to love hearing her story of her afraid knots. So listen in. Hi, Kayleen. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I'm excited, too. Thanks for coming on Afraid Not, and would you start us off tonight, Kayleen, by introducing yourself to our listeners and letting us have a little peek into who you are? Well, um, my name is Kayleen Browning, and um, I live in Yukon, Oklahoma, and I have been married to my husband for 30 years. We were met in college, and um, our marriage is really an important part um, of our lives. We have three beautiful children, and we have a son named Drew, and um, he just bought his first house. And we have a daughter who's 22, who's about to graduate from OU Health Science. And then we have a third uh, child, Madison, who's at OSU and wants to go to nursing school, but, and she's getting married. So that's something totally new for us. And um, our soon to be bonus son, Austin. So um, I've been teaching for about 30 years, almost give or take a little bit of time off with my kiddos. And uh, I love my job, even on the challenging days. I'm a history nerd. Um, I admit that to my kids at school, and I take kids to D.C. every year. So it's uh, there's just a little bit about me. I like to read history. I like to go historical places. Not a lot of diversity in that. <laughs> <laughs> what grade are you teaching now? I am teaching fifth grade ELA and, and social studies. So I get to use that history just a little bit every single day, and they think I'm crazy sometimes. <laughs> hmm. Kayleen and I know each other because we used to teach together at Mayfield Middle School. Oh, that's great. And it was a, a kind of a fun time in our life because we were both having our kiddos and our babies and, uh, and uh, starting our careers. So it was a, that was a fun time to be together. That's so sweet. Well, tell us how you and your husband met. Um, Well, I, um, in college, I I started a, I was at Southern Nazarene University and started a traveling drama group that would go out to churches and we did little skits and plays. And um, so we needed, we were having homecoming for SNU and needed somebody to pull our drama team float. And so I asked a friend, I said, hey, do you know anybody that has a truck? And he introduced me to my husband. And 
kind of the rest is history. So it's a good thing you had to have a float that day. <laughs> good reason to meet your husband. That is right. What a fun thing that you were involved in was your drama troupe. That was so cool. What was the name of that? It was called Images. And um, again, we like we would at our church uh, is organized into regions. And so we went and visited um, churches um, in Texas and Arkansas and Oklahoma. And, um, and, and it, was, it was somewhat recruitment as well, just kind of getting the college name out, but really um, a fun time of just ministering through kind of a different avenue um, with drama. That does sound so fun. It was a blast. So, you're asking you, do you want to go Southern Nazarene University? (laughs) (laughs) It's a place to begin. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it was our beginnings, and I am a third generation Southern Nazarene University. It was BNC before that, and that's where my parents met. And my grandfather went there when it was Bethany Penile. So I'm a third generation. So. I think, Robin, aren't you a third generation OBU? That, it's actually pretty fascinating. And my daughter graduated from OBU as well. So we had a four-generation streak of Oklahoma Baptist University. Very similar to your story, Kayleen, with the connection of that with family and our colleges and where we're, our roots are. It's pretty cool. Yes, Absolutely. So um, now I am in that my those fifty years, you know, that time, and um, I thought that this would be the easy time, but I think I'm I'm amping it up for some new adventures. So, so tell us about that. Well, um, probably one of the hardest things, and I've 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 told myself that I was going to write a book about becoming 50. Um, but, um, I, I started that journey, uh, almost a couple of years ago and, um, you know, Jill, cause we're close there in age and, uh, <laughs> we, uh, I, as a mom, I just felt that what am I doing? You know what? I've been pouring my life into my kiddos for so long. And, um, and, and, you know, meeting their needs, organizing their life, helping them. And now all of a sudden I find myself like, what, what am I supposed to do? You know, and um, so that's been a real time lately of searching for exactly what, what this next phase of my life has in store. Um, one of the things that I sought out last year was um, uh, the Canadian County CASA. Um, and then the CASA is the child advocacy. Um, and so that was one of the ways that God had led me. I heard them speak a couple of times. And um, so even though my three kiddos are all grown and big, I have a new little boy kiddo. And um He's seven, and um, I've been a part of his life since June of this last year. Um, and so he's my first case and my only case right now. And um, so that's a fun way to kind of change um, a little bit as, thing, as, as my life changes. 
Wow. So. so do you do do you do things like go to meetings with him at school and stuff like that? Um, well, with COVID, it's been a lot different. Um, but um, my my job is to kind of get with everybody that's in his life, and including him. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time with him outside uh, during the summer months of June, July, August, September, um, playing games and uh, playing football and, you know, running through the sticker patches at the place that he was located at and um, just getting to know him. And then I, um, I visit with the biological family and, um, those that he, he or he's in custody with, um, and just and um, my job is to kind of look at all the avenues and kind of report on where he's at and what I think is best for him. So it's been a neat relationship um, that I've had. That's cool. Yeah. And then you have another venture that you were telling us about that you started. I started with my master's. I don't, you know, I don't know what possessed me <laughs> at this point. Um, but I, um, that was another thing that I, I felt like I'd given time. I, I had not given that time to my children. And so I felt like that now is the time to give something to me as well. And that was going back for my master's. I've been in a lot of leadership roles in education and I maybe wanted some different opportunities and felt like I needed that um, master's degree to kind of give me some of those opportunities um, and in the in some other areas maybe not just in the classroom even though I love it um, what's your master's going to be in it is actually in uh administration and education administration so you know I mean I'm just pointing at somebody sitting next to me who'd be really good at that but you know <laughs> yes yes she she already she does uh lead lead there through that counseling program so oh, that's yes. great absolutely you're right. All, right, all right okay so <laughs> yeah, do you still go to life church I do. We've been going to Life Church since Madison was a baby, so about 19 years. So, um, we uh, we've kind of moved from the main campus where it started, where um, they built first, I guess I should say, 19 years, and then went to the Northwest campus eventually, and then now we're at the Yukon campus, and um, we lead a small group. Um, every week um, of people that are our closest friends ever. So awesome. I love it. So um, how did you tell us your story about how you came to know Christ? Well, and my, my father was called to ministry when I was about four years of age and um, he went to work as a youth pastor and so in a, in a little uh, chapel uh, where he was leading children's church, um, I gave my life to Christ um, in the Nazarene church. And I, I really feel lucky because I have had those blessings from God um, 
for so long. I've had so many good um, people speak into my life over um, time period. I've got to see some of the best um, speakers and ministers. And, and what's, um, what's so cool is that even people from way back at the very beginning of my life, they, they're, they still keep in contact and still speak into my life. Um, like, um, the pastor, some that my dad was on staff with, um, he and I have become Facebook friends, like in the last, you know, five or six years and just that encouraging word. And he was, he was just the other pastor's kid and a little older than me, but just, you know, neat that he, in his leadership roles in Tennessee, he um, is able to give me encouragement and, um, and so many, there's so many of that, those um, examples throughout my life. So you're a history buff. That's yeah. Passions. What do you have other passions? Uh, you know, like I said, I, that, that, I love drama. I love history. You know, I love my group. I, you know, love my kids. Um, and, and I love teaching and teaching is pretty much what my passion that I invest the most time into. Um, when kiddos come into my room, um, I always tell them you're my kids forever and always. (laughs) <laughs> and, um, you, I mean, if you want me in your life, I'm going to be there forever. And, uh, some of them take it up, take, take me up on that. Um, because, you know, um, like recently we, um, we, my, another teacher that I worked with, she, we went to two of our kids that got married to each other, um, in their life. And Jill, one of my students from Mayfield middle school, worked at the live church in Yukon and I walked in one day and I was like, I had you in class. Right. And she was like, yes, you were my sixth grade teacher. And And I was like, Oh my goodness. Now I feel old because she has like, she has like teenage kid now and uh, just working and anything like that. So that was, that was so neat um you know to get to kind of see her life and all that and now get to see her family so I'm seeing those kids on Facebook that are like on 30 something or whatever and I'm like okay but it's so fun to see them as grown-ups yes so absolutely you know my first group of sixth graders that I had when I was just a baby are 40 this year so it's, it's, that's kind of aged me a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we were just so young when we started out. That's we? right. We were babies. So, <laughs> And Kayleen is a fantastic teacher. Those okay, kids love history class. Oh, that's so <laughs> That, I mean, um, you know, what's, what's so amazing, um, even lately, there's been a lot of, you know, you hesitate um, as a teacher, you know, I don't want to overstep my boundaries or say that I'm praying, you know, but especially this year, I've had so many opportunities to tell my parents and tell my kids, you know what, I'm praying for you. And I may not 
hold prayer meetings with them out loud at school, but I am praying all the time with them. And um, God gave me a unique set of, of kiddos to be a part of for this this weird COVID year and, and just to, and their families. And um, so it's, it's been an amazing time of prayer, lots of prayer this year. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. This is not a year in education that I ever. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. (sighs) So you have a time in your life story. You want to tell us about a time when things got frayed for you? Well, you know, a lot of people might say, you know, oh, you haven't had a lot of struggles. You know, there's there's probably two instances in my life that I felt broken a little bit. But also the healing was just, you know, so powerful. Um, and one was kind of work-related and something that I had been trying to go for and trying to achieve um, was really knocked out from under me. And um, so it was interesting that during that time, I mean, I just, I felt, you know, low and no self-worth and, you know, why God can I, did I not get this and achieve this? And it was so um, interesting that the very, like, probably six or eight months later, I was um, elected as my school um, teacher of the year. And God was affirming me that, you know, I do see what you do. I do know how, what, you know, how valuable you are. And, and then, you know, then I went on as a district teacher and a state finalist and, and opened up all these doors that I had never had before as far as career wise. And, and, you know, God, I felt like just was saying, I have a different plan. I have a different plan. So that's one, one time, you know, like career wise, I think probably, um, one of the things that Mark and I have talked about is, um, about, about five years ago, we felt like a God was telling us that he needed to quit his job and he was very stressed out. Um, so, and just struggling with everything. And so to quit his job and we, he had met this gentleman that was starting this other business. And, um, so we, we prayed about it. We talked to the, you know, my family about it. And, you know, we just felt like the stress of this, he, God was leading us in another direction. And so he quit his job and, you know, we still had, we, at that time we had one in college, a senior in high school, you know, um, a sophomore in high school. And so, it was a big deal for us. Right. And um, so he quit his job. Kind of, it ended up being a horrible situation with this gentleman that was going to, Mark was going to kind of have a sub company of. Um, he ended up taking our some of our money that we um, kind of had invested. And, and, and what makes it even weirder is Mark and I are not gamble. We do not gamble at things. We do not take big risk. <laughs> we are very conservative with our money. And so for that to transpire, it was, it kind of like just knocked us off our feet. Mm-hmm. But 
And people thought, we, you know, that we were kind of crazy a little bit, that he had quit this job that he had for a long time. And, and um, but I'm going to tell you, it was probably the best years of our, you know, we went, it was about almost about two years of a, a time period in there. And it was the way that God provided was so incredible that we couldn't deny that it was him. I mean, different money that, you know, we're like, Oh, you overpaid on this. And, you know, you would get this check back in the mail or, you know, just different things that would um, take place that you're like, God, I know you were the supplier here. And um, I saw my husband's physical health, his mental health go up, our marriage go up, our relationship with God. Because one of the things, both of us, because we're very independent, we're not risk takers and we're very conservative, we don't really have to lean on God as much, you know, because you think, oh, I got this handled, you know, I can take care of my finances, I can take care of this, you know, and at a time where you have to totally depend on him for paying your bills and, you know, um, just getting the things that my kids needed, especially having, you know, one in college and one getting ready to go there. And, you know, he never, never failed. I mean, Mark would get this little job that he would go do and make money. And, you know, it, it just, it really made us so much more thankful and so much more leaning on him. And, um, I, makes me cry just thinking about God's provision. I think that that has helped both of us have a new perspective because we've been blessed for so much through so much of our life. And just, just being able to see that, um, that leading and guiding them. Maybe, maybe God's purpose wasn't for him necessarily to have that, that job or that business, but that it was a time for us just to lean on him. And, you know, sometimes I ask, oh, what, what was that purpose again? And he reminds me over and over. You know, it reminds me of a really precious verse in the Bible, Philippians 4.19, that says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And sometimes he brings us to points where we have no resources to draw on just mm -hmm. for the joy of being the resource. He's yeah. the one that provides it. And we have no other way to see any way around it except to say, wow, God did this. God provided mm -hmm. for me out of his glorious riches. And the, the joy of that is so much better than we could ever know. And we wouldn't know it if we didn't have the moments of leaning on him and of being without resource on our own. So isn't that kind of cool how he brings us to that? And it's, that's where we really grow the most. Absolutely. About that safety net being taken away that we've built up. And then when we we're falling and we don't know what we're, what's going to catch us. Yes. Yes. He, he does. He, I'm, it's a, it's amazing. And, you know, I, I know I've, we've always talked about, you know, what is our main struggle as Christians? Mark and I both, and we're very much alike in that way is, you know, that total dependence, you know, on him. And that really, that really made a difference. And 
So sometimes God has to kind of break you down to build you up. So anyway. Do you have any like specific, I know you said you'd get like a check in the mail overpaid or something. Do you have some specific other things that came up? I can just remember a couple of different times, like I said, that we overpaid something like, um, I, it was, I think there was a medical bill that we had paid more of and, and we got that, we got that paycheck back. Um, I think there was somebody that had something that the kids needed at one point and we were like, they gave it to us and they had no clue because we, we kept a lot of that to ourselves. So it wasn't like we told anybody, we didn't tell our parents, we didn't tell our friends, you know, that we were in really need. It, It was just totally God. And, 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 and they ended up giving us something that our, that our kiddos needed. And we had a friend that he lost one of his co-work. He lost the person that was helping him work. And so he was like, Hey, Mark, you want to come help me do this? And, um, and ended up giving him more than probably he should have to help him out. And that it was just at the right timing Mm -hmm. and that, that we were able to do that. Um, So those are just a couple of different things. So so he went two years in this, and then he, what was what happened after that? He just got a better job. Yeah, he just got he he had a, he had a different job, kind of kind of in the same um, industry that he was in before. So anyway, so and you know, no job no job is perfect in any way, um, but I I think quite possibly he he could he could have had a heart attack or something. And that God was protecting him from that because of the stress that he was under before. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. What are some of the things that you look back over your lifetime and you've had pillars with the Lord? Maybe the scripture verses that have been your lifeline or maybe a specific book you read that made a big difference for you. What is something that you would like to share with our readers that might help someone who's in that same kind of situation you went through? Well, um, you know, I, one of my favorite verses growing up was, um, and I know that God works all things together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And um, so that, that's one thing that I always cling to and I always look to and, you know, that whatever circumstances that I'm handed, that he has a plan and that he knows um, what his future is. I mean, right now that has been my prayer um, the, this past week um, about our world and things that are going on that God, you know, you have all things. I can't control one thing, but you have all things in your hands. And so that has been my prayer. And my personally, I like, I like looking at the scriptures. Um, Currently I am reading um, Levi Lesko's um, study of John um, I've used the the Bible plan app and then um, uh, and then I'll go on and listen to some of the podcasts 
that he has and um, some of the different um, devotionals that he has been given lately, um, you know, just about your life changing and, and those that are around you seeing that life change and what sets me apart as a Christian so that others know. And um, I had, I had a, a dear coworker that I worked with forever and um, she just recently passed away. And one of the things that, that she told me was um, uh, the way that I live my life. And, and so um, that gave me a reminder of that when I was reading that the other day about um, how you live your life. Because she told me, she said, I knew how you lived your life because I saw it, you know, not just heard it, but saw it. So, um, so I'm reading that and John, I, I like to do Francis Chan's, um, some of his stuff too. Uh, but he, uh, I recently did Philippians, I believe with him. And so I, I, I like the studying the scriptures and then taking that and uh, kind of applying it to my life. Um, Absolutely. Levi Lesko, did he write, is he the one that wrote the, the heart of a lion book? Yes, through the eyes of a lion. Yeah, okay. That's correct. Well, another thing that you and Robin have in common is that she was also a finalist for State Teacher of the Year. Jill. Wow, Robin. (laughs) No, that's so sweet of you, Jill, but I didn't make it to the finalist. So it's so cool, Kayleen, you made it to the Okay, (laughs) our District Teacher of the Year. Well, I think all teachers. You got to make it to that top panel that's amazing congratulations well thank you you know it really I think the most thing is you know as a teacher sometimes you don't you need that validation that what I'm doing is worthwhile (laughs) well I would say one of the best parts of the process in doing district and that state packet teacher of the year it really helped me take a good look at how much I loved my job and why I loved it so much and it really helped me value what I was doing. And that's one of the best things I took away from that whole experience. I don't know if you agree, but it was so good for me. It was a a very good self-evaluation. And um, and when you have to put kind of your whole career down on paper, it's, it's a great thing to do. So, yes. I, uh, I, I um, was with the, our current UConn district teacher of the year. She's one of the finalists. And um, we were talking about, her platform last night uh, when I, she and I are both in the class together. And so um, we were talking about her platform and um, I was just really encouraging her. Some of the things that I saw her on her video, she had produced, I said, keep that platform up. That's, that's what you need to speak to. And so, you know, it's amazing to get to cheer other teachers on and that, and that's kind of, Um, been one of those things that I've had a passion is to really encourage other teachers um, to, to keep on with what they're doing. Um, New teachers, Mm -hmm. you know, encourage them in their, in their young careers and their pathways and, you know, kind of be that support. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. And our students that are in our classrooms, we don't know 
what their home life is like. In most situations, we don't know the details of what's happening or what was the last thing said to them when they walked out the door. If they were said, if something was said, like, I love you so much, you're a blessing or you're worthless. We don't know what that child hears. And so it's incredibly important what they hear from their teachers in their classroom. It's a safe place for them. So yeah, that's a definite soapbox moment (laughs) for me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing and being here tonight. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And um, I hope, hope someone's encouraged through that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you're just sharing with us about depending completely on the Lord and what could be more relevant to every one of us than depending completely on the Lord in the day days we're in right now. Thank you so much, Kayleen. And we hope that you have a great spring and um, may God bless you and your family. Thank you very much. You all as well. Love you, Jill. Love you. Thanks again to Kayleen for sharing her story. She's just got the sweetest spirit. I love her so much. Something I'm taking away today from this conversation is just refreshing the truth in my heart of Romans 8.28, which Kayleen brought up today, that we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose, and He makes beauty from ashes. He is such a brilliant worker of of miracles in our lives today, and He has been since He created the world. So just to remind you, He is working all around us, and He sees you, and He loves you. And He really is our safety net. If you would like to give us a gift, if you will go on your podcast app, um, specifically if you have Apple Podcasts, that seems to be the one that people are checking more on reviews. But if you will go on there and in your library search, if you've subscribed to our podcast, if you'll hit the library app at the bottom of our page, there should be a place to rate and review or write a review. So... That would be great, and we would love it so much. We hope you have an amazing day, and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode to share with you and your earbuds. Have a great day.